Hi, everyone. This is Barack Lurie, and this is the Barack Lurie Podcast with my producer and friend, Ari David. Always a pleasure. Um, we have some very good news today. News from the news. And that is that there is a recent court decision from the Los Angeles Superior Court, whereby the Honorable Judge True, T-R-E-U, has found unconstitutional the public school system in California, which employs tenure and seniority. Now, I haven't read the decision thoroughly yet. I'm very excited. I'm giddy about it. Uh, as you should be as well, my dear listener. This is a great moment in time, and uh, we will explore what this all means in so many different ways, but also explore kind of in the bigger picture sense. But the bottom line is that uh, this case was brought by a plaintiff who uh, felt that uh, the public education system, specifically the tenure process and the seniority process, whereby a teacher can achieve tenure status in an elementary school, after only teaching for two years, and uh, that uh, seniority gains more pay, and the first to be fired is not based upon merit either. It's based upon how junior you are. Uh, these are completely incongruous with the notion of a good public education. And the California Constitution requires that the state provide a, a quality education system. And the court found that this system, the way it is designed, actually hurts the system and that it no longer can be considered a quality education system. Therefore, it's unconstitutional. It fails. Now, what does this mean? We can talk about this till the cows come home. Who's going to appeal? Will it go to the California Supreme Court and then ultimately to the United States Supreme Court? Maybe. It'll, you know, my, my intuition is that it will definitely be appealed uh, because it's so momentous. Uh, and then ultimately to the California, California Supreme Court, the standard uh, is always the same, which is whether or not there is evidence to support the argument. I think there is plenty of evidence on that. Um, at what point do you, do you say that the system is just horribly out of whack? Uh, I say that it's horribly out of whack right now and has been so for decades already. And, uh, you know, I just know that you and I, Ari, um, we have really no choice but to send our kids, or at least to try to do our, our damnedest to send our kids to private schools or to find some way of getting our kids to the better public schools somewhere else. That's what we do. Or homeschool. Or homeschool, yeah. Homeschooling is definitely an option. Uh, and thank goodness that's an option because that's, that's probably the best of all circumstances uh, it's so interesting. Um, we have a situation, uh, where we must, must do something about this public education system. If we don't do it, then our kids will indeed be, uh, idiots. They'll just, they'll, there'll be no, uh, education system whatsoever. And, and very sadly, uh, so much of the left, not all of them, but so much of them, uh, view the school system as a great means by which to ultimately leave, uh, ultimately control the population to indoctrinate the, the population. Shame on, shame on anyone who thinks that way. Shame on them. We are changing history. We've changed 
the whole notion of what it is to be American. Um, people don't even know what history is in America anymore, uh, certainly not among the public school system. To say nothing of all the other agenda-driven items, such as uh, you know how to have sex and learning about uh, anal sex and at all very age-inappropriate times. Um, of course, they're very focused on global warming and recycling, and that they know a lot about, uh, but they know almost nothing of any real significance or consequence. I'm very excited about this. Why? Because I, I have felt for decades that the tide is just in, unstoppable, that we can't get rid of these unions, we can't fight them, we can't fight City Hall, as, as the case may be. But the core system sometimes works. At least good for today, it worked. It worked really well. And it'll be interesting to see the spin on this. You know, will the left, uh, who are in support of public education and the unions in public education in particular, I mean, I, I understand being in, in support of public education, generally speaking, I'm talking about uh, those who support the status quo as the it is. The bureaucracies, the unions, right. the administrations. Yeah, the tenure and the seniority system. Yeah. Those who support that, how will they spin this? Um, will they say, oh, this is the court system run amok, you know? I mean, it'll be, if they do, and I think they will, because that's all they really have, is that they'll argue that this judge has run amok, that they're running afoul of the Constitution, and how can they do this? This is, this is law, after all. This is what the people have decided. Oh, wait, where have I heard this before? Hmm. Oh, that's right, Proposition 8, and so many other propositions and laws throughout the nation. Can, can I get your uh, reaction to something I heard driving over here? Sure. The, uh, one of the radio stations reported this news, and they had a spokesman from one of the union groups who opposed the decision who said something. I'm going to tell you what they said, and let's see your reaction to their reaction. Is it's, it's, This is rich. <laughs> like the cream. It's rich. Right. He said, the union rep said, this is the way it's politically correct to attack children by attacking teachers. What the? Exactly. <laughs> Just for the audience out there, Barack got a really puzzled expression on his face yes. for a second, like something hurt him. And then he said my, my, my brain just snapped, I think. I can't handle this anymore. I mean, it's... Because it's, it's the exact opposite of truth. This is good for kids. Right. Even if it's not good for bad teachers. Right. Yeah, unions um, have really been uh, have really been doing the devil's work. Um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of my liberal friends about this, and um, there are quite a few people that believe that the public education system of all play, of all systems has uh, you know public you know that the unions are a good thing for that. And I and I say to them the following: We seem to recognize that competition is important in just about every aspect of our lives, whether it's uh, computers, uh, telephone systems, uh, or, or uh, long-distance providers, um, secretaries, law firms, accountants, doctors even. It should be, but it's not going to be. That's another story. Um, cars, it, ca roads. Cars, yeah, the roads, uh, w what cities you live in, um, how friendly they are to business. We seem to understand that the more competition you have for a given product or service, the better it is for the quality of that product or service, right? Sports teams. Sports teams is a good example. And yet, 
when it comes to education of our children, that we just throw that out the window, right? I mean, competition be damned. I mean, that's all good and well for products and services, but this is our education of our children we're talking about here. Uh, yeah, that's right. We are talking about the education of our children here. And we should apply the notion of competition for excellence in school teaching. The only way you achieve excellence in school teaching is by letting, by rewarding the best teachers and firing the worst teachers. And for sure, firing the teachers that molest the children, for crying out loud. And cut off their money. That's right. If they're caught doing it. That's right. Cut them off, fire the bad guys, elevate the good guys, and constantly be in top and be responsive to the parents. Maybe then you'll actually have a great educational system. Maybe. In fact, I won't say maybe. You will have. I was being sardonic there. You will have a great educational system. And we know this because, first of all, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, you don't need a... You, you can engage in a thought experiment and you're, you answer your question right away. Because we know the competition always brings out the best in services and products, right? That, that's the bottom line. I, I mean, if you want proof of that... Go ask, to eBay. Yeah, well, that's true. Go to eBay. But if you want real proof of that, and in a more simple way than eBay, you go... You know, anytime that you've run, for example... Uh, you can run against the clock to see how fast you are, but there's nothing like running against somebody else to make sure that you run your fastest because you always have somebody to compare it to and you're constantly trying to beat each other, right? That's what competition does. And then you become the best at it. And in fact, both of you become really great at it because you're both looking over your shoulders to see if you can beat, if you can beat, if you can beat. And guess what? We all win as a, as a, you bring out the best in everyone in the process. Yeah. So likewise with education, but we, we throw it all out. And, and then one other point about this is that we, it's not just a thought experiment. It's also in, in reality, we have charter schools. Uh, we have, um, vouchers. Anytime we've introduced the element of choice in the public education system, that school has done very well and parents rush to it. Anytime we have that. So the, the proof is all there, folks. All of them. And, uh, if, and, and what really you know, pushes my button is when you have very rich people that proclaim their love of public education, and the last thing they'll do is send their kids to public education. That they won't do. While sentencing other people's kids who aren't as affluent right. to that terrible public education. I also wanted to make the point that competition is so important. And another area it was removed from school is students are no longer allowed to compete with each other. We right. all get an A. We all get a trophy. And, yeah. and sport. It, it, the, the competition should be between institutions, between teachers within institutions, and in other institutions, and between kids. Kids should be striving to best each other in math, in reading, in science, in, uh, right. in social studies, in every subject. So, listen, it, and now I want to turn to the main theme because I said I promised you that this is, I'm not just going to talk about this one particular um, uh, decision by this judge, and I applaud the decision, of course, I think it's wonderful. But it begs the question, why are we where we are? Right? What? Why is it that the public education system is as it is? Can I say Democrats? 
Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we, uh, you, you, you could say, <laughs> yes, that's part of that. That is an answer. Yes, of course. Uh, the democratic platform has, has uh, demanded that. But it, the, the question really is, how can we let this have happened? What, what is going on here that so much has been pushed to make this happen? I mean, after all, you know, you could, you could require this, the unions in, in every other area of life. But somehow, there are unions, of course, but not as so entrenched as they are in the LEOSD. In fact, it's, it's so much, you know, antagonistic to the idea of a competition, as we just talked about. But it's gotten to the point where when I think of unions, the first area I think of is the education system. And it, should be, it really should be the last. So in the old days, when you thought of unions, you think about the, the guys, you know, the, the longshoremen on the docks, Right. Um, or the steel workers, you know, the, you think of unions in the classic way, and then you think, you think of Norma Ray holding up a sign saying union and all that stuff. But no, now it's not, that's not the, the typical image, but you, you do see it, and LAUSD in particular, this horrible system that is destroying the education uh, hopes of so many of our children. Not a few, the majority of our children. Well, the majority of children who are co- who come from the lower economic brackets who should have the most opportunity to escape those brackets. Right. If you are against racism, if you and this is kind of one of the things we talked about before, why liberals should embrace conservative arguments if they truly believe in the end of racism, if they truly believe in uh, killing class warfare. The end of poverty. Uh, the, the end of poverty and all those good things. If they truly believe in that, they should be fighting for the deunionizing of the school system like nobody's business. Because that, my friend, is the one thing that can elevate the truly great minds who happen to be born in poor conditions. But you know what? If, if you could put Einstein in the public edge, if he were born today and he was somehow raised in LUSD. You could you could bet oh. your sweet pants that he would never learn a thing. And, and when you put it, in the, it's so brilliant what you just said. Is when you put it in those terms, now you have a measurable scale of the human tragedy of all this. Um, we we're both business owners, so we understand yeah. the term human resources, which is normally in our business definition an annoying department that we just have to have to put up that those stupid signs around the the lunchroom right but in the broader definition a human resource is every individual who brings some wonderful talent to the world if they could just discover it exercise it and and share it with other people for profit and for altruism and think when you think about the millions of kids just in Los Angeles alone who are sentenced to this death spiral of horrible ignorance because of these schools and their human potential will never be tapped or by themselves or others will never be able to be used for right. the good of everyone. Right. Never, never it's en- such a tragedy. Right. Never encouraged by a music teacher, for example, to pursue music. Never encouraged by that great math teacher who saw the beauty in numbers, for example. Uh, I loved French, I, I told you before, and uh, partly because the, the French teacher that I had really showed me such incredible nuance in the language that made me very curious and want to pursue it more. Um, or or the, the engineers out there 
how many, how many people are we just pushing to the sidelines because of this horrible system? If you, dear liberal, really believe in the things that you claim to believe, and I'm talking about most liberals, I'm not talking about all liberals, but so many of you, and I respect it, you say, I want the end of the distinction of classes. I, I want everyone to uh, not be racist anymore. I want everyone to have I opportunity. Equality, and I want equality, yeah. you know, of, certainly of opportunity. Then, then the deunionizing of the public education system is your best friend. And, and you must ask yourself, and this is the big question, why is this happening? Why are people so entrenched about this? And it's not, my friend, just for the preservation of the unions. That's certainly a very strong portion of it. There are too many people who are in bed with the unions because the unions help achieve the grander purpose for a lot of these, a lot of their mission. And what is that grander purpose? To use the school system as a tool to impose an ideology that um, is separate and apart from what the parents might want. Because God forbid you might want, you might have to respond to the parents. You know better, dear teachers. You, you know better, dear leftist ideologist, about what is good for, the, for my kid than I do myself. This is about centralization. And unions are a great tool to achieve centralization. And we see them doing the work. of. And, and by the way, unions have nothing to do with, for example, with all the, um, all the agenda-driven items, right? I mean, when you think about it, Unions really shouldn't care so much about whether or not uh, we focus on global warming. They, they shouldn't care about advancing sex education uh, at an earlier, an earlier age and advancing an appreciation of, of homosexuality. They shouldn't be caring about that. All they should be caring about is whether or not they could punch in the clock and, and take a, a check regardless of whether or not they do any good work or any work at all. And when you're talking in that case about the teachers union, I'd go a step further and say a lot of other unions that are also within the or under the AFL-CIO umbrella yeah. have the exact opposite agenda. All those steel workers who would potentially work on like the Keystone Pipeline hate the environmentalist agenda. Right. Is it kills their jobs and well, their union It's dues. a good point. Another thing that the teachers shouldn't care about uh, is that in a new law that allows kids to act up in school. You know, that there's no repercussions. Do you think that the teachers like that? I mean, uh, it's already, they're already um, unmotivated enough to teach at all at school. They, they already lack that motivation. And now all of a sudden you're telling that same teacher who has no interest in, in going there that not only that, but he, that he or she has no ability to say, shut the hell up, Johnny, or sit down, Johnny. Or get out, Johnny, and yeah. let the rest of us learn. That's right. They don't even have that. So it's, what is the agenda there? The agenda there is to eviscerate all standards. And for the far left ideologist, and again, the far left ideologist, I'm not talking about every liberal, but for the far left ideologies, just the unions do their bidding. It works just fine. Thank you very much. You are accomplishing what I want to accomplish. And let me help you, dear union, because you serve my purposes. We are not even strange bedfellows. We are bedfellows. <clears throat> this is what you see. Yeah, and then the, the amount of money that's pumped, through, that's essentially laundered through the school system 
into the union coffers that then goes back into the political leadership of a certain party that starts with the letter D that becomes a whole self-perpetuating uh, uh, automated motion machine that just perpetuates itself and its power, but it eats up the children and its parents and the neighborhoods and consumes them and destroys them just to enrich themselves. I mean, right. for the liberals who say they're against greed, is there anything more greedy than the government bureaucrat involved in public education who's not stealing from the citizen? They're stealing from the children. Right. Well, they're also stealing for the citizen. I mean, I, I, Obviously, I, but I, this is money that was deemed for the children's. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's just – It's so sick. I'm, I, I'm really uh, very disturbed by the whole thing. Look, uh, the, it teaches us that, that when you allow things to uh, – don't pay attention. If you're not vigilant, you end up with these crazy results because people will find ways to protect their own interests, right? I mean, for example, gerrymandering among Congress. We're going to talk about a, a recent congressional race in a moment. But gerrymandering among congressmen. It was inevitable, right, when you think about it, because what better way to ensure your own position in Congress than by creating a district that you know will most likely vote for you, right? So that's, in other words, the congressman is voting for his district instead of the district voting for him, right? Um, he's picking his voters. He's picking his voters, yeah. and, uh, and, and it's everyone watches their back. But that's inevitable if you're not vigilant about it, and here we are with that problem. But likewise, you know, competition is something that needs to be enforced. You know, this is one area of law that I, I'm not even talking about regulations, I, 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 but I do expect to have that enforced. We have um, something called unfair competition as a cause of action, where we feel that when somebody does something that's anti-competitive, we, we try to put a stop to that. Like antitrust laws. Or those kind of things, I, but or... even that I don't like, and I, we can get into another topic about that. That's, that's I know why you said that. But I'm thinking more. I'm just more asking the question. So you're talking about something else, even anti-competitive, like somebody saying, "Hey, you pay me um, protection money, or I destroy your store." Oh, okay. Okay, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or uh, you know, palming off somebody's idea. Um, you know, realizing how successful McDonald's is, and you open up a store that looks just like McDonald's, and you hope to palm off on the reputation and goodwill that McDonald's has created among society. Um, and, and so now all of a sudden you get a lot of money because people confuse you for the real McDonald's. Okay. That's anti-competitive. That's, that's something that, you know, we want to enforce, uh, and we want to protect people's, you know, ideas, ideas and, and, uh, good thinking and good products. That's what I'm, I'm all about. But when it comes to, um, the school system, we have a, um, we have to be vigilant. We have to be equally vigilant about it. And what, what we're not realizing is that we're having invaders, uh, self-interested invaders who are taking over our, our school system, who have monopolized it for their own purposes, just like the, the guy who monopolizes uh, and, and, and demands protection money from the, the store owner so, you know, so that he doesn't get wrecked, the store. Um, or just like any other anti-competitive behavior, we now realize, we, hopefully we'll look back on this day where unions used to be a thing in the public education system where there was this tenure thing and this crazy seniority system and everything else. And we realize how destructive it was and how it all happened because we were not vigilant. I mean, Ronald Reagan said it. He said it very well. You know, freedom is only one generation away from being lost. And it means that we have to always remember what it, 
all, all the things that give us our freedom. We never take it for granted. It doesn't just happen. It's not the natural state of affairs. It's, it's no more so than having a clean house is the natural state of affairs. You have to constantly keep it clean. You have to constantly organize it. You have to tent it. You have it to vacuum, use Lysol, yeah. uh, clean the toilets. Right. Or, or maybe have tenting of the house every once in a while when the termites invade. You, you, you just have to be vigilant. You can't just assume everything's going to be hunky-dory. And if you buy a house thinking, this house will never have any issues, whether that's just the refrigerator going out or leaks or something more severe like the roof uh, you know, needing a total replacement, um, then you've got another thing coming. Um, you're, not, you're naive, right? But that naivete, it doesn't seem to apply when it comes to something that's far more important, which is the public education system. We send off our kids to this, this thing called the LEUSD, and uh, without ever questioning or thinking that it ever needs to be fixed or that, that uh, it's not rotting more and more every year. Or that it's not giving us or is giving us a wonderfully high-quality product that is applicable to the real world and will do its duty, which is – calling it the education system is kind of – obscures the point a little. We're sending our, our children, our most precious thing in the world, our little babies, to go to this place – and come back with a little bit of information each day more than they had the day before. And that information should be useful for them to go about their lives and to give them a sense of the story of America. So they become the next generation that vigilantly defends freedom. Right. And so on and so forth. Yeah. That's all. And, and, and it should be, regardless of whether you're Republican or Democrat, liberal, conservative, you know, you should want your kid to be educated. Okay? And, and it... You don't have to – you shouldn't have to worry about agenda, at least for the first kindergarten through 12th grade. I mean that's – just leave them alone. Just learn the, the reading, the writing, and the arithmetic and um, some critical thinking and, and a lot of history and chemistry and uh, math. Just, just focus on that for crying out loud. It has nothing to do – you can do it completely neutral, politically neutral, Okay. Other than to learn what civics means, how a bill gets passed. Okay, that's it. Why is that so hard? Why? Why, why is it that when I expect that out of my public education system, that that is somehow viewed as a conservative position? No, I just, I don't want to, to, for, to, to, to force my kids to, to think as a conservative. I hope they will be one day, but nevertheless, I don't want to force that. But good for now, I just want them to learn how to read and write. But they can't even do that. Have you seen the results of the education system? How, how seniors just don't even know how to write a simple sentence? And then they go on to college where they in turn also don't know how to read a, write a sentence? Where they're told that anything goes and it's everything is, nothing matters and there are no standards whatsoever? Do you really want that? But this is, it requires vigilance, folks. You, you can't, it, it's, it's kind of like you have to look at your bank account. You have to balance it once in a while. You have to kind of make sure that no one's stealing money from you. You have to look at your books. And, yet, and, and eventually comes tax time. There's a reconciling, right, of all your expenses and all your revenues. And you've got to be smart about it. You've just got to do it. But we don't do it with the public education system. We don't do it with so many other things. And that's what this is all about, folks. This is the vigilance that I, I simply request and I expect from all of us. It's a wake-up call. It finally got to that point where it has gotten so bad 
that a judge actually called the present system that we have unconstitutional because it clearly has not met even the lowest threshold of what good can possibly be. Folks, let's be vigilant. This is the this is the Brock Lurie Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Carries us out on